0: Let us be attentive. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. Wisdom. The The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians.
1: Let us be attentive. Brethren,
0: grace was given to each of us according to the the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said... When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is he who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of their ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all.
1: The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew.
0: Let us be attentive.
1: That time, Jesus heard that John had been arrested. He withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled: the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, towards the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.
0: Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
1: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Just outside of Taksim Square in Constantinople, there's an Orthodox Church, the Holy Trinity. For some unusual reason, it's the only church in Constantinople that has a dome. And nobody really knows why it has the dome. I couldn't get an answer as to why it was allowed to be built with a dome. And it's just off of the square, and the square is immense. It's like Times Square to some extent. There's shops, there's restaurants, there's all sorts of activity. And from what some of my colleagues said, that if you go at night, it's wall-to-wall people. It's also where Just a few years ago, they had big demonstrations and and riots. The church is just about a block off of that square. And it's on beautiful grounds. And we walked into the church. And there weren't many people in the church when we walked in. We had a tour of the church and looked at the iconography. And some of the group that I was with was the Byzantine choir about two or three of the members started chanting hymns. And all of a sudden, the entire choir started to sing, right in the middle of the church underneath the dome. And they sang a lot of different hymns. Tihi permaho, soson kirie, ayos, uh, the Trisagian hymn. just some simple chants, but what was evident is as they started and continued to sing, there was not a sound in the church other than the hymns that were echoing from wall to wall, from ceiling to floor, and it was very evident at that time that the presence of the Holy Spirit was amongst the group, but within the church. And it wasn't just myself, but as I looked around, my eyes would catch people who were coming in because it was a church that was open for people to come. It was open to worship. So there were some who worshiped there. And when they came in, you could kind of see them almost do a double take. They kind of took a step and then kind of stepped back. Kind of surprised to hear such wondrous wonderful, glorious music in that church. Because my thought is, there's probably just several feeble voices that try to do the services. And then I looked around and there were others that came in. You could tell they were native <coughs> to that area. And again, they came in. You know, In most of the places, you see them just kind of walk around. They didn't walk around, they just stood still. And then on other faces, you could see tears streaming down their faces. And what was very evident to me is that in these people's lives, if they had (laughs) experienced something like this, it seemed like it was a distant memory. Or for many of these people who were totally unaware of the Orthodox Church, this was an unbelievable surprise to them. And as the group continued to sing, they didn't want the group to stop singing. They wanted them to continue. They wanted the music to go. And whenever they finished a hymn, the walls would just reverberate, and the sound would just continue to echo on for a period of time. In today's Gospel, we hear that Jesus departs. He leaves because John has been imprisoned. And as we read further in the Gospel, it speaks of darkness. It speaks of light. And in looking at the commentary of St. John Chrysostom on the Gospel, he mentions that when Christ came, in Christ's incarnation, he came into the world when it was at its darkest point. When man had done any even a evil deed that could be imaginable. The moral decay was so far gone. And the people, as John said, couldn't seek and find a way out. There was no way that they were going to find the light, find an alternative. So the light had to dawn on them. It had to come upon them. And it came so in the way of Jesus Christ. We celebrated the Incarnation. We just recently celebrated the Theophany of Christ. And these two events speak to the fullness of who Jesus Christ is. And I think in today's world, it gets lost. It gets lost because the full understanding of the Incarnation isn't understood. Hearing the words, this is my beloved Son, tend to be words. But we don't have anything visual with it. We have the hymns, we have the words. So what happens is instead of Christ being a person, a living human being with, which, with whom we have a relationship, it becomes a thought, an idea, a concept. And any time that something is a concept, an idea, a thought, it's very easy for us to do what we want with it. And in some ways then, religion becomes an a la carte religion. We pick and choose what we want because it really isn't about our relationship with Christ it's about what we really want and I think what happened in that church is that this light dawned on so many people who experienced that moment people who came in I don't know what their lives were like I don't know what sorrow they had for some reason they came to the church. Whether it was as a museum, whether it was their interest, whether there was something there, there was some reason that they were motivated to be there. And in our small way, this choir allowed this light of Christ to shine upon them. And when we look at our lives, that's what we should be doing as Orthodox Christians. I think we live our lives too much day to day, moment to moment, going about our business. But each and every moment, each and every encounter, each time we meet somebody, greet somebody, is a moment to give them that light. My son just got back from Guatemala and we spoke a little bit about the orphans that are there. These orphans have nothing, and in the streets of Guatemala there's, there's nothing other than poverty. Sandra knows, Joan knows, others who've gone know. These, these young people have nothing other than these nuns other than these pilgrims who go down to visit them. And I asked my son, what male role models do they have? They don't, other than the people who visit. And yet within these circumstances, these kids, you look at their faces, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're filled with joy. They know all the hymns. There's one young boy who was just recently baptized. He knows everything. Yet materially, he's got nothing. He doesn't even have somebody to take care of him. And what happens to him when he becomes a grown man? But he has the love of Christ because that's what the nuns are giving him. And through God's grace and God's protection... He will take care of him, and he will lead him on. When we look at our lives, and we look at this world, and how messed up it is, the tragic events, the senseless events in Paris, for what? In the name of religion? This is not not religion. Religion is an idea. In this context, it's not the love, the gentleness, the peace, the comfort of Jesus Christ. It's very easy to speak about Christ, it's very easy for me to stand up here and give you words. What's more difficult is to do the actions. And I am humbled by this group that goes to Guatemala because they put their faith into action. We all have to do the same. We have to take this faith and put it into action. And it's more important than ever in this world in which we live now. Whether it's in Europe, where the number of people who call themselves unaffiliated, is rising rapidly, or whether it's in this country. The light of Jesus Christ and the Orthodox faith needs to be shown to people. And we do that through our actions. As we go out, let's not go to coffee hour and start to gossip. Start to get upset. Let's start to think of giving that light to each other and then out into the world. That's the way in which the world will change. Not by keeping it within ourselves. Not by just keeping it within our community here on Sundays and other feast days. But by giving it. Letting others know about it. And we never know what impact that will have on them. Amen. Amen.